Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Extonian Experience with Stu and Jay. We are here in Richter's studio. This week, we do not have a guest. That's on purpose because we just want to have some alone time, just the two of us. Yes, we are, we are back. We are back, guys. And I think we have more than enough fun between the two of us anyway. I think so, definitely. Yeah, but what, actually, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, I'm extremely happy with the acceptance that we have so far from our listeners around the world. And I'm ecstatic to tell you that we have actually uh, viewers and listeners from uh, countries like the Philippines. The Philippines, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. I was really surprised. Uh, countries like Malta, countries like Australia, uh, the UK, the US, Costa Rica, believe it or not, uh, Brazil, and of course, one of the countries I was very surprised. Russia. We have listeners and viewers in Russia. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I love Russia. I, th I think Russians are like, uh, I think they're one of the most hospitable, welcoming people in the world. I, I, they've welcomed themselves into thousands of people's homes. I, they, I really like Russians a lot. They're, they really are nice people, all jokes aside. I know, to be honest with you, I'm surprised because, of, as you guys know, the uh, title of the show is the Estonian Experience. And uh, I didn't even know a lot of people knew where Estonia was. So, What about listeners in America? Well, yeah, there are listeners in America as well, yes. I think Americans are some of the most welcoming people I've ever seen. They've welcomed themselves into th hundreds of countries around the world in the recent decades. <laughs> no, uh, Americans are really We good. can say that because we both hold American passports, so, uh, well, so far. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I, I might have to get rid of my passport tomorrow, actually, because I'm going on a trip to a country where I don't think we have any listeners. I'd, I'd hope to kind of spread it there. Uh, Wait, guess where, where I'm going? Take a wild guess. Where are you going? Now, let's see. I, don't tell me the Philippines. No, no, actually, no. Uh, I've heard that it's one of the most difficult countries in the world to get a visa to. You have to have a visa in advance. Uh, there's a couple of countries like that. Afghanistan, for example. I've been there. Oh, yes, you have. And it's, it's not North Korea. Uh, chi no, China, you can get a visa. I'm not, no, I give up. Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. Assalamu oh, alaikum, Saudi Arabians, yeah, if you're yeah. listening. This will be my, uh, my fifth Muslim country that I've been to. So I've been to Morocco, Egypt, Lebanon twice, uh, Afghanistan, and hopefully tomorrow will be Saudi Arabia. Wow. Actually, actually six. six, because I'm going to be going through uh, Doha in yes. Qatar. Right. But on the way back, we're going to have like a 10-hour layover. So we'll actually get to walk around the city um, because you don't have to have a visa for America. I was just going to say that. How hard it is to get a visa to get to Saudi Arabia and all these countries for your experience? There, there was a lot of bureaucracy involved, a lot of you know back and forth and stuff like that. There's also a mix-up with the uh, the flight ticket. Uh, so I, uh, they, they are responsible for buying it for me. And I, I can't talk about why I'm going. It's uh, classified information as of this moment. But uh, there was a mix-up, and instead of getting like a, a, a return ticket, like a there and back, I got one ticket there and 15 tickets. <laughs> some sort of like bureaucratic error. I don't know if it's the airline's fault. It's, uh, maybe they're going to have some presence for you when you get there. Well, well I'm, I'm just hoping that when I get to the border, they're going to ask me about it. I already know what I'm going to say. Like, why do you have uh, only one ticket coming here and 15 return tickets? And I'll say, well, you know, I'm a journalist. I'm not going to leave immediately. I'll just come back a little bit at a time. Well, that's one of the things. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit at a time. <laughs> that's no good. <laughs> no bueno. No, I'm, no I'm, bueno. Actually, I'm not going to say that. But th that reminds me of the first time that I went to Lebanon, they, they had uh, questions that I'm not used to, but it's very much uh, relevant to these cultures. And they wanted me to list my father's full name. And I, I thought, like, well, surely this can't be relevant to anything. He's not traveling with me. He's never been to this part of the world or anything. And the, the guy, the, the border guard asked, like, uh, you left out what your father's name is. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, what's your father's name? 
I'm like, why do you need to know that? How is that relevant to anything? He goes, what do you call your dad? What do you call your father? And I said, dad. Dad. <laughs> and he, he was not happy about that. And the thing is, like, I, I wasn't trying to make a joke at the time. Like, that's what I call him. And so I answered it. But, you know, I, I, this is not the first time I hear this. I mean, I, I also travel to Arab countries in the past. Uh, but this has happened to me actually here. I don't know, but it's been so long since you've been here, uh, 20 plus years. But uh, I every time I have, the, have done the renewal on my um, immigration card or, or ID card, they, they make me fill out the same bloody um, questionnaire and I have to put my mom and dad's full names and my brothers and their wives and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, even their kids. Really? I have no bloody idea why. Maybe because I'm not white. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I've honestly, I've never had that. Yes, I have that. You know, my dad's, uh, my my dad's, my mama and my dad's uh, full names, uh, middle names, etc. And they have like 15 names, you know. So, and uh, my wife, my brothers' uh, wives, and my brothers' names, and the kids, and every whole freaking freak, 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 la, 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 freaking family tree, basically. And I was always curious about that, but I guess it's also happening in different countries. But this has happened to me. Three times that I actually renew this card. Like, what happens if uh, what happens if like you have a family member who decides to change their name for whatever reason? Well, I actually did that myself. So. Well, yeah, you yourself. But let's say that okay, you, you've listed your 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 two brothers and your two sisters or however many, uh, and then all of a sudden one of them decides to legally change their name. So you put a different name when you renew it. Wonder if I wonder if the PPA, the Police Pirivalva Ahmed. Well, the problem I had is that as an as an American citizen, I actually changed my name, I shortened my name when I became an American citizen, and my all my brothers and sister and my family basically have different names. As you know, in Latin America, my mom never adopted my father's last name, so mm-hmm. and uh, they both have two last names, and I only have one. So that was always an issue for them, like why, and I have to explain what's going on. Yes, I changed my name. Here's the document. Actually, I just removed my last name. Uh, one of my last names. So there has been an issue in the past, but I was surprised that, that it, this has happened to me, and and now I heard it didn't happen to you. So I yeah, I, I think I think they're giving me a different <laughs> kind of uh, passport or not passport, a residence card renewal form. Even though typically, technically, I have like permanent residence, I just have to update the card. Well, same thing with me. Same thing with me. But the funny like thing that. is that we both have American passports. So what is the difference? Which one do you use though when you apply? The American passport. The American passport. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things that maybe because I was born in Costa Rica, it's slightly ah, different. I know, I know. It's because uh, I got permanent residence when they still offered it uh, a long, long time ago, and um, then they they took that away. But I think I'm still I apply via the old rules or something like that. So it's kind mm. of like a, I fell into a grandfather clause. Yeah, because for me thing. was I got my ID or my residence permission in 2008. Mm. So it's been definitely a few years after you uh, over. 10 years, I think, after you. But, uh, yeah, and I have to renew this. First time it was every year, uh, every two years. Then every fifth year, or at the fifth year, and then at the 10th year, which is where I am right now. Now I don't have to, uh, to renew until 2028, 20, I think it was. My, my first residence permit in Estonia was was issued in 1999, even though I came here in 98. It wasn't actually a residence permit either. It was an exit visa. I got deported from oh, the country. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I don't there, feel... There were, <laughs> I had applied as a via a student visa, and to get that, to complete it, you have to have a money transfer to pay the tuition. And I was having a big problem with the bank and the international money transfer. They kept getting rejected, even though the money's there. But the uh, the Estonian bank wouldn't accept it. 
And eventually my 90-day tourist visa expired. And so they said, well, yeah, you can stay longer, but you have to tell us when you want to leave, and then you have to leave within one week. Right. And I, I paid a small, very small penalty, and they gave me a one-page exit visa, like persona non grata, clearly written there. And I, I was so <laughs> proud about my passport. Look, guys, look at this. You're never going to get a stamp like this. This is awesome. I, I got kicked out of an Eastern European country. So what happened? Did you end up going to America, or, or, or you stayed here in Europe? Or what? Uh, I lived in Copenhagen for three months, okay. and then lived in the States for three months, and then came back, uh, December of 99, uh, right before Christmas. So how, how did it feel to be? An, uh, an American white person being deported into the country. Oh, I, I was proud. It was eye-opening. Like, <laughs> like, wow, this is great. But at, at the time, you know, the the only people getting deported were, uh, you know, other former Soviet citizens from from various countries. So I remember going to the uh, to the border guard or immigration office at the time and waiting in line. Like, I was the only person there who did not speak Russian. Mm. But now when I go to it, like I have to update my ID card every five years, I barely hear anybody speaking Russian or Estonian. Everybody's speaking English or some other yes, foreign language. Uh, yes, actually. The, the demographics have changed so much. It's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I moved here, I was called the black guy all the time. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, this guy, the black guy is coming. I'm like, what the <clears> hell? Black? Okay, well, uh, I felt also kind of nice because it was different. But yes, the last time I did that in 2008. I think it was. Uh, yeah, everyone was speaking English, lots of Indians, lots of uh, uh, Africans uh, getting paperwork done, which was kind of refreshing because I kind of like the change of pace of being uh, culturally, you know, mixed in the country. But it has been very, very um, eye-opening as well for me. Yeah. Well, I, I should also, just to be fair, I should also mention that when I was going through this back in the 2000s, I lived in Tartu. You know, Tallinn at that time mm. uh, was a much, much more international city. And Tartu has a lot of international students now, so it's it's kind of evened out, even though most people, you know, professional internationalism would be more in Tallinn. But, you know, I, and a positive note, who, whoever wants to ever migrate to Estonia, at least from my experience, has been the Department of Immigration or the Police Department or whatever they call it here has been tremendously helpful. And... Uh, when I got when I got my uh, when I first applied for my citizenship or my residency actually I will say I applied on a Friday and I got my card on a Wednesday, it was like record limit for me like completely new and you know after doing paperwork in America or in the United States specifically or even in Costa Rica it takes forever, you know getting a passport takes three or four weeks sometimes. I was kind of it was kind of refreshing to be able to do everything so quickly and this was in the beginning of the digital digitalization digitalization well, I'm already mixed digitalization uh, the, the, the digitalization <laughs> era and uh, of course now it's a lot faster quicker you know everything's interconnected so yeah well one one thing that uh, I guess any of our international or foreigner listeners who would uh, who are in Estonia they'd probably notice this Estonians only have two names now sometimes they have like a hyphenated first name so like you have a Keith, Kevin, something like that. Because yeah. for some reason, like the younger generation of parents, they love Western names, but then they would spell it a lot like Keith would be pronounced uh, Kate. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure how they would do it. <laughs> but you only have basically a first name and you can cram them together and just call it Keith, Kevin. And then you can have like a, a last name, which would be like a Ona or Pooh or Onapu. You just put it together, right. slap it together like apple tree or something. But a lot of foreigners, Americans, typically have one middle name as well. Right. But Estonia doesn't have that space on a form. What they've done is they put uh, Ace Nimed, uh, yes. or first names. That's where I have to enter my middle name. But I don't have two first names. I have one first name, and I never, ever, ever use my middle name. 
But every time I get any kind of official correspondence, it says, Dear Stuart, and then my middle name. I'm not going to say what it is. Do I not know ask me. Yeah, you don't I know what, what it is. I, actually, I lied when I showed it to you. Oh, uh, no. I actually seen your documents. So sorry. Okay. Uh, well, you know, that's... It drives me nuts, though. I can't imagine what, like, some French person who has, like, five middle names. Like I totally uh, get it. The guy's name is Jacques Cousteau, but his middle names are, like, uh, Jean-Marie Le Pen or something like that. Like... <laughs> Dear, dear Jacques Jean-Marie Le Pen. <laughs> I totally get it because actually when I moved here, I mean, I always been, I mean, it's been called Jason Medina for freaking, I don't know, 20, 30 years of my life. But uh, before that, I was called a different name. But uh, now uh, people call me from a middle name all the time. And not only that, they chopped up my name so many times. In Estonia, they pronounce my name Yason. I don't know why they add a different, like, an extra A, like they say Yason, and my last name is Medina. So like they add an extra E somehow. And I really drives me freaking nuts. Only the Russian-speaking uh, people can say it correctly, Jason Medina. But they really don't mm. like it also. And now my correspondence and everywhere is like Jason, middle name Medina all the time. So I think we mentioned this on a previous episode, how sometimes Estonians, some Estonians, it's not at all a common thing, but I have been corrected on how to pronounce my own fucking name. Like, <laughs> no, your name is actually pronounced Stuart. Stuart. Like, no, come on. <laughs> and the worst, the worst, Steward. Yes. My name is spelled S-T-E-W-A-R-T. There is not a fucking single person anywhere in the world who is named Steward. The name does not exist as a name. It's a word. It's a position, a profession. You are the Steward of Gondor or something. And then somebody calls me like, Steward. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, I'm not Steward. I'm Stuart. The name comes from the same root. But nobody ever has been called Stuart. Well, let's, let's start talking about Estonian names for whoever doesn't know anything about Estonian names. One of the things uh, names that I always rub me crazy and I was... I love some I was Estonian curious names. about, you know, like, it was a simple name, three-letter name, Uku. What the? Why would you name anybody Uku? Sounds like a, I don't know, like a burp sound or something. And, and the last name is Lele. <laughs> Uku Lele. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but uh, we actually have a, a mutual friend uh, who's a, phot- a photographer, and he has a very peculiar name, so... You like sharing that name? Yeah, uh, he, he spells the first name. Uh, he, he's a really nice guy. And Amazing, I love he, him. And he has great English, and he, he's uh, he he's, has a pretty good sense of humor. His first name is Harry, like H A R R Y, uh, but then his last name is a is a typical Estonian name, T I I T S, pronounced Teet. Uh, so I'm not going to say the entire name altogether, but I, I kind of got the feeling that I'm one of the few people who can actually make fun of his name because you know I love my father. Uh, my last name is Johnson. Uh, my father's first name is Harold. <laughs> I'm not going to go any further with that. <laughs> Use your imagination, guys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there, there's what, what are some other, there, there are some Estonian names. like. Uh, but for me, it's, it's, it's it, you know, for a, for, a, for a person who has, a, you know, we have a lot of names with uh, genders, like Fernando, Fernanda, Roberto, Roberta, you know. Yeah. But over here, it's more like all the names sound the same to me. You know, we have Ivo, we have Raivo, we have Taivo. Like, like, what the hell? Like, you know, Anu. Anne, Anni, like they all sound the same, you know, Katri, Kadri, Katri, like make up your mind. There's so many Christs. Exactly, exactly. Christi, (laughs) Christina, Christina, Christel, good grief. I actually have a friend also, his name is uh, Christian Rabbi. So he's got two different. He's got Christian two different. Rabbi. Yeah, he's got two different religions in his name. So it's freaking. Actually, he pronounces Ribi, but still, uh, you know, Ribi is actually Rips. Is that correct? So yeah. Uh, but I also like Mr. Christian Rabbis. And these are totally normal names in, in in Estonia. They just sound funny to a native English speaker. That's all. It's like that tower, uh, Kiek in de Kirk. <laughs> which means a peek into the kitchen. But the way that they write it with that kind of old-style, uh, what do you call it, italics or something like that, uh, the, the penmanship, uh, it looks like kicking the cock. 
And so I have heard so many times that it's one of the number one tourist destinations for British men. They, they go and just take a selfie or they pose in front of kicking the cock. And then they go back home and like, ha look what I found. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really classic. Uh, what, what are some other uh, – another Estonian name. There's a uh, – he's like a, an actor or something. His name is uh, Tiet oh. Suk. Yeah, yeah, Tiet Suk, I think it's – yeah. Yeah, like S-U-K-K is his last name. First name Suk. is like Tiet, but T-I-I-T. This time it's a first name. So, you know, it's a totally normal name in Estonia. But he must have a lot of trouble going to another country. Like imagine him going to the American border controlling. Yes, sir. Here it says your name is Titsuk. <laughs> Titsuk. Oh, it says Sok Tit. No, it says Titsuk here in America. You're like Titsuk. Who's, who's this uh, footballer athlete with you? Oh, this is a uh, Titsuk. Like S O K K. Titsuk and Titsuk. You mean well? We, here in America, we call it a bra. An over-the-shoulder boulder holder. That's your name. Nice. <laughs> when you go back home, I wanted to ask you, when you go back home to the States, uh, does people ask you about Estonia at all? Like, do they want to know? Right now on social media, a lot of people are asking me, like, you know, how, do, how is it to live there? Is it cold? Is it, is it warm? How is the people? Do they ask you these kind of normal questions? Or, or yeah, they stop well, asking my, you? my friends, like friends who follow, like, we're not, they don't, my friends don't follow me on social media. People, I, like old high school friends I'm friends with on social media, they know where I live. They've done the research themselves. They Maybe they don't know that much about it, but they know where it is, definitely. But I always get questions like, oh, what language did they speak in Estonia? Mm-hmm. Uh, did they speak Russian? I'm like, well, Russians in Estonia speak Russian, but Estonia is its own language. And I explain all that uh, very politely. And of course, I always make the joke when we're like, where is it? I'm like, well, it's right next to Latvia. I'm like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, my, my friends, uh, a lot of them have actually been here, so they know all about it. Uh, some of them have been here even two or even three times. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're very, very curious about it. But the friends who have not, uh, when I do go back, ever so seldom, like every few years, what are the people like? Um, is it uh, is it a backwards country? People really don't know anything about it. Really? And then I get to brag. I'm like, oh, here's the part where it's really cool. Like, actually, Estonia advises the American military on cyber defense. <laughs> and the cyber defense headquarters for NATO is right up the road from where I live. I'm always very, very proud to say that. Well, you know, to be honest with you, the reason I ask you that question is because a couple of years back, uh, uh, I was interviewed um, uh, of a national television channel uh, and show in Costa, from Costa Rica, and <laughs> I still can remember. I still remember like yesterday. I can't really forgive her actually for what she said. She when she wasn't going to introduce me, she said we have a Costa Rican from so and so town uh, who lived in a, in a in a country that is out of our map. And I'm like, what what is that supposed to mean? Out of our map. So and I'm like, she's like, yeah, he lives in Estonia. So I'm like. Which map is she talking about? Like, and I, after the interview, I actually asked her. She's like, "Well, I meant to say out of the continental or whatever uh, uh, American map." And I'm like, "But it was so like, you know." And I even told her where is where is Estonia. She was she had no idea where Estonia was. Bear in mind, she interviewed me to talk about the country. So I was really blown away by her reaction and her um, you know expressions when when I asked her like, "Where is Estonia?" Yeah, it's, well, it's right next to Finland, which, of course, doesn't actually exist in reality. You know, it's, it's like that old joke, like, oh, Finland doesn't actually exist. Like, yo, motherfucker, I'm in Finland right now, and I'm here. I'm, I can pro- prove to you that it does exist. No, I'm not in Finland right now. Did but... you ever tell people that you are next to Russia? Because that's something yeah, that yeah, Estonians yeah. don't do all the time. 
for some reason, there, there's like a stigma to that. Like, yeah. uh, we don't want to be associated with Russia because we want distance between the former Soviet Union. Estonians really don't like it when uh, people refer to Estonia as a former Soviet republic. I always hear like, oh, we're, you know, in, in, in the Nordics, you know, Finland, Sweden, Norway, Estonia. And that's the kind of version I hear all the time. Yeah, so I remember, you know, 20 years ago, even even 10 years ago, Estonians like to say that, oh, we're uh, we're in Scandinavia. I'm like, no, not really. Finland's not even Scandinavia. That's it's, true. It's, just, it's not Scandinavian. That's true. That's true. Uh, so now they like they like to use uh, the Nordics. We're in we're in the Nordics, but for some reason the Nordics doesn't include Latvia and Lithuania. Now those those don't have like a Finno-Ugric language or you know a Scandinavian Germanic language, but mm -hmm. uh, they're further north than Denmark, which is unquestionably Scandinavia. Let's talk about uh, their sense of humor. You're a comedian, and I like to laugh. <laughs> so I'd like to know more about, or maybe our viewers or listeners would like to know more about how is it to deal with Estonians in, in an everyday life with, you know, uh, do they have a good sense of humor or sense of humor at all? Yeah, yeah, they have a great sense of humor. Like, uh, okay, when we first started doing Comedy Estonia, I'm, I helped start the group uh, 11 whatever years ago. What year is it? 2021? Yeah. yeah. 11, 11 and a half years ago. <laughs> uh, we, we didn't know how phenomenally successful it was going to be. Everybody said, oh, Estonians don't like to laugh. They don't have a sense of humor. And you know, I'd, I'd already been here uh, like 13 years at the time or 12 years. And I, I know very well that Estonians do have a great sense of humor. They just don't always laugh out loud as much as a lot of other countries would or cultures, I should say. Um, but when we did that first open mic in Muku, uh, we didn't even have to advertise it. That place had over 70 people. You were there yeah, that first time? <laughs> oh, so you saw me forget my first two jokes? I, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I got up there and I'm like, uh, I, I was the first person ever to do stand-up comedy in this country. And I get up there and, and I'm like, uh, I forgot my first two jokes and people started laughing. <laughs> they thought it was a joke and I actually did forget the first I, two jokes. <laughs> I was there and uh, I actually saw you guys also in Drink Bar and mm -hmm. a couple of other places as well. For me, I know I'm a, I'm a big lover of stand-up comedy. You know, I grew up in New York and I used to go to the, you know, Caroline and a lot of the shows there, uh, places uh, to go see the shows. And uh, I, I craved that so much for the first couple of years that I was here because, you know, I realized that they have a lot of great comedians also in yeah. the student language. And in fact, when I get up, most of the jokes I know are in Spanish. So when I translate into English, they kind of make sense to them. And it was a lot of funny uh, experience for them. It was mostly dirty jokes. So I realized that they were my kind of people, you know. Ah. But when the comedians, uh, well, you guys started, you know, getting together, I was so blown away and I was so excited about the situation. Uh, there was I was leaving mainly because I love uh, having stand-up comedy in yeah. the country. So. Well, a year and a half or so later, you know, at, at, the, at the beginning, it was limited to people who spoke English on a pretty decent level. You know, to, to actually get jokes in a foreign language, that, that takes, that's a feat. You know, that, that takes a lot of effort to Indeed. reach that level of, of language. And... Um, so a year and a half, two years later, I don't remember exactly when, that's when we started doing stand-up comedy in Estonian. And, you know, I was terrified before that show. You know, like, am I going to forget something? And I only did six minutes, but we were in uh, Vilda mm -hmm. in Tartu the first time we did it. And we had done an English show, and then we kicked everyone out, and then they had to pay to come back in. <laughs> but this time, I, I think the maximum seating capacity was like uh, 150 or it something like that. It was in like Kronz also, too, right? It was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, it was, uh, I, I, yeah, whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> too much. It was I, I too much. Was, I think it was euros already back then. Or maybe not. I, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, it was Crohn's. It was Crohn's. Uh, so then we kicked everyone out, and then they came back in, and we said, yeah, we're going to do an Estonian show, just one hour. And that place was packed. It took like half an hour, an hour just to get everybody in. We started late. There were so many people in there that there were people sitting on the stage. Wow. And, and turning around, facing where the comedian was. And so I knew when I was, it was my turn to go on stage. And I had like two minutes to get there, or uh, I had like 
It took me two minutes to get there just walking around the people, so I had to leave early just so I could make it on when I was actually announced. Mm -hmm. It was that crowded. Like, I'm so glad the fire department didn't what? come. <laughs> what is the worst thing that has happened to you in a show? Like, you know, hacklers, for example. Uh, a dog was chasing, like running around circles. A dog. A dog. During yeah. the show. During the show, yeah. Why I, was there a dog there in the first I got place? hired to do a private show. Uh, like somebody was having a party, and we went to a place called Fhone, a, a restaurant. And somebody, the, the sound was horrible. Um, we hadn't checked it properly beforehand. That's why I was always like very, very a big stickler about sound check. Make sure, otherwise I'm not going to do the show if we don't have proper sound. It's not worth it. Um, and I'm doing the show, and suddenly the microphone dies because the MC for the night, he had been monopolizing the microphone before we were even invited on the, onto the stage. Mm -hmm. I was there with another comedian. Uh, the first comedian went, he was fine. The microphone died when I was there. And so I start trying to yell just so people in the back can hear me. <laughs> and then this fucking dog comes from the other room and starts <laughs> running around. <laughs> yeah, he's barking and stuff. Uh, another time I was, I was doing a private party and I was, uh, I, it was for a travel company. And so they wanted me to, it was in like an old restored warehouse. And so I'm standing in a gantry crane, two floors or three floors above the ground. And the thing was moving, and I'm already terrified. Like, I don't, I don't get scared <laughs> when I'm on stage. But my hands are sweating. Uh, I was also, like, right in the middle of getting chemotherapy, so I was weak as hell, completely bald. And there's this gantry crane, and I'm supposed to be telling jokes and welcoming people while the damn crane is moving forward. And there's a pillar that I had to duck under or I would be decapitated. <laughs> damn. And uh, so I'm, I'm just like, get me down. I don't want to do this again. That was, that was probably the hardest set that I had to do. Oh, yeah, and I was doing it in Estonian. Oh, wow, wow, So wow. it was just too many, like, uh, complicating factors for me personally at that time. So what would you think, uh, how, uh, sense of humor-wise, how would you compare Estonian to, like, uh, say, another country that you might be having the experience? Uh, uh, sense think, of humor. I think the, the general sense of humor is going to be pretty much the same throughout Europe. Uh, some cultures will find one thing more or less funny. Like, uh, I have a joke about buying tampons that Estonians <laughs> think is great. And every time I've ever told this joke in Holland... Or, you know, like a much more liberal country where, of course, women are treated, honestly, I'll, I'll say a little bit more equally than in Estonia. Mm -hmm. they, it's just not funny. There's no embarrassment for them buying tampons. So the joke doesn't work. How about uh, like like racist jokes or something with that? I don't tell racist jokes. No, but I, have you heard, uh, like, you know, how do you, how do you feel how they react to, to these kind of jokes from other comedians, for example? Uh, if you, I have heard, a couple, I mean, I went to a couple of shows here uh, a couple of years after the comedy story started. And... Um, There was a couple of racy subjects playing, being said on uh, by a couple of comedians, especially I think it was a Swedish comedian who was saying a lot of strange words. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really want to comment on that because, honestly, I, I, I don't tolerate racism. I, I don't like it at all. Uh, I, I just I don't have any racist jokes because I just don't think like that. Mm -hmm. It's like people say, oh, do you have any jokes about... Uh, Like mean jokes about Russians or or Jews or something like no I don't that, the I don't I actually, think of these I don't repeat them the yeah. reason actually I brought it up is because I've been asked that question also online and also through um, a couple of my friends uh, who want to migrate or thought about migrate to to this part of the world they always ask you know <clears throat> is racism something very much alive or something that they might be able to experience or or suffer well there if they move to Estonia per my experience it hasn't been at all I mean I never felt any <coughs> any um, any racism at all any discrimination whatsoever and I'm a pretty peculiar looking person so <laughs> <laughs> just in case you haven't seen me I am uh, beautifully um, developed <laughs> I will say there's a lot of you to love <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of me and uh, and I definitely do not look Estonian so but I never felt that I never felt whatsoever that's one of the things I always tell people so have you ever felt anything like that towards uh, you from any country not just Estonia have I felt unwelcome yes because of my ethnicity or nationality right 
Uh, you yeah. lived in France, so I mean that you know, as an American, that got to be a little bit. Uh, yeah, Americans are very stigmatic throughout the world for obvious reasons. You know, we are treated generally as people just assume that we are ignorant, uh, that we only speak one language, and we don't know where we are in the world. Uh, What's the capital of what's what's Paris? What's the capital of Europe? Stuff like that, you know, what's just the capital pure of... ignorance. And and yeah, there are Americans like that. There are people from every country like that. Right. It's just that when people make fun of Americans, they tend to bring out you know stereotypes. And stereotypes are based on a little tiny shred of truth. And you can have fun with them so long as you uh, preface the fun with yeah. I don't actually think like this. We're just taking the piss out of stereotypes. I, I heard like a couple that. of days ago, uh, I was in a work meeting, and uh, one of my coworkers said, well, you know, Estonians, we're very slow. And I'm like, no, you're not. Like, no, like, not what, at all. What are you saying? You know, I was really blown away. And I asked him, I was like, well, you know, around Europe, people think we're slow. I'm like, have you seen the freaking development, technologically speaking, that you guys have done? Like, oh, slow in that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? You know, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, the, he was like, yeah, we're very, like, you know, slow people. Uh, kind of like that. I've always heard they're really fast, like maximum 30 seconds. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 fuck it. I'm going to have a beer. Oh, Yeehaw! Jesus. Get drunk on the air. Don't spill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, wait, 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 wait. Me too, bro. Here okay. you go. Ah. I don't know if you can see this. It's it's like armpit beer. Yeah. It's got it's got an armpit on the label. And I like it because armpit it says beer. drinking. Drink the armpits. Oh, yuck. What? I want to say something in Estonian for you guys to know. Tervisex. Chiching. Uh, Chiching. Here we go. <sighs> Amazing. Uh, uh, the reason I say that is because <laughs> I always tell people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That was a good. That was a good <laughs> burp. Uh, I can do better. I to remember how to say "tervisex" or "cheers" or "salute" in Estonian, you remember saying "terrible sex," which, by the way, does not not happen in Estonia. Uh, originally, way back in the day, I always heard like "tervisex" would be like "tervisula sex mula," like "health to you" and "sex to me." That was the original joke that I heard. Together? Well, hopefully those two things would be combined. You don't want to have unhealthy sex. <laughs> that, that would not be good. That's something that I'm very, very curious because Estonians are very open-minded uh, from my experience. and uh, But it seems like talking about sex is still kind of stigma, I will say. It's still kind of like uh, not really open when it comes to they have sex. And they have open sex, and there are a lot of open relationships. I mean, I know friends that are really in open relationships, and but they don't really like talk about it. So, well, yeah, I mean, imagine somebody who would like to talk about it. You know, that would be pretty damned odd if you think. No, about I mean, it. but not even as a joke or as a topic of conversation. Like, you know, talk about anything related related to sex is more like they really reserve when it comes to that. I mean, I guess. yeah, but imagine imagine a guy saying like, "Oh yeah, I was out with uh, one girlfriend last night, and I'm going out with another girlfriend tonight." And, you know, that's that's already going to sound bad, but guys are going to look at him and think, oh, stud. Imagine if a woman says, I was out with one boyfriend last night and I'm going to be out with another boyfriend tonight. Immediately, she, she's like blacklisted. Yeah, you but know, you can it, just wash it off. Wash it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horrible, horrible joke. Uh, I, I just, I think it's really unfair. But yeah, people generally don't talk about their relationships. Uh, one thing that I've heard, of, I think we've already talked about this. A, a lot of families in Estonia don't, like the members don't tell each other that they love each other. Yes. I've had that conversation many times. Like, my mother has never told me that she loves me, or I've never told my husband or my but wife. That has, that, that's, that's in my that family also. I mean, one of the things, the only person who tells me or ever told me is my mom. And, for example, with my kids, I tell them every time, every chance I get, I love you. You know, they need to make sure, and I want to make sure they know that I love them, you know. And I mean no. it, of course. But, yes, they don't do that. And for me, I experienced that with uh, my wife's grandmother because she was 
kind of shocked when, because I'm a very touchy person, you know, I'm Latino, so I'm huggy, huggy, huggy all the time. She was kind of shocked in the beginning. But now, now she actually embraces. She comes and hugs me and touch me and I'm in the back, yeah. you know, and and kind of like you know embrace that that the caring part of me. So I kind of enjoy that. But yes, they're very much into their own uh, personal space. I will say, even with the words. Yeah, well, of course, of course there's that old joke like uh, the Finns made it, the Estonians made it. Like uh, people are relieved that the uh, two pl- the two meter spacing rule is going away <laughs> because now we can go back to our normal four meters between each other. You know that that old joke. That's, they've made that in a, in a few countries, and and each country that makes it. They all make the same joke. They say, oh, that's our joke. And that is, in, in the world of comedy, that's called a hack joke. Like, it's so easy that everybody comes up with the same joke. <laughs> or they repeat a joke. Like, uh, I don't know. So, so the typical joke that I would say, for example, that, that would be a hack joke. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to your trip. You're going to go away tomorrow. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, tomorrow morning. How long are you going to be gone? Oh, about a week. And is there there's something different that you have to, besides, of course, the political part and everything like that, you have to be careful or what to say, what not to say, being told to you? Yeah, I don't know how strictly enforced a lot of things are there, but I've heard that it is pretty strictly enforced. Like, no no uh, public affection, public mm-hmm. displays of affection, PDA, as Americans like to make acronyms so out you of can, every fucking like, thing. So you can, like, hold your wife or girlfriend's hand or— I'm not married, dude. No, no, I'm just saying <laughs> in, in, general, in general. If you're married— you can. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how far you can go with that. Like maybe mm-hmm. you can hold hands or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not married, you absolutely can't do anything. You can walk together, I guess. Um, but and they, they've relaxed laws in the past three years. Like when they finally allowed women the the right to get a driver's license. I think some of the other laws that they relaxed are foreign tourists who are not married <laughs> are allowed to share a hotel room. But the question is, do they monitor the hotel room? Mm, that's that's the thing. And so I started researching it, and they're very, very protective about uh, uh, family members, like female family members, about their faces and sometimes even names being known by other people. So uh, apparently, I'm, I'm not, uh, don't quote me on this, apparently it's impolite to ask a coworker what his uh, wife's name is or daughter's name. They will volunteer that information if they feel comfortable with you knowing it. Interesting. And so, uh, and, and the, same, the same thing is with uh, seeing these people. And so I'm wondering, like, if they do monitor in a hotel room, that's actually breaking uh, Sharia law because you're you're watching a female without the man's permission. Drinking the beer is not a good idea. I'm going to start. No, yeah, I'm having trouble (laughs) holding it back too. Uh, And so I'm thinking that they're only going to uh, they're only going to like monitor sound. Maybe. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for you, you don't make it. So just <laughs> but one, one of the things I actually am worried about is uh, I'm, I'm mostly ambidextrous, but I'm definitely left-hand dominant. I don't know how to eat with my right hand. Oh, yeah. And you, in Saudi Arabia, you're not you allowed do, to eat you with your why, left hand. You know why, right? Yeah, I know why. I know why. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't want, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to know what was making that sound. Uh, so I, well, well, luck, luckily, most of the food there, apparently, you don't use the utensils for. So, right. you know, I, I don't think I could use a fork with my right hand. So, but luckily, that's not an issue. You just, you, you eat it, it's like finger food, and you it, use it, bread. It, it is interesting how, how you talked about, you know, space and, you know, not touching and all this stuff or showing affection. Uh, last year, I was in India, and one of the things that caught my uh, my eye, it was pretty shocking for me because I never, I've heard about it, but I never really experienced it or saw it. The guy who I was with wanted to hold my hand. Uh, <laughs> he was showing me around, and he wanted to hold, to, to make sure I was okay, he wanted to hold my hand. And I saw many, many uh, couples of friends uh, holding hands, guys. Hmm. And this is totally normal That's for interesting. them. And I, I mean, in Costa Rica, for example, in Latin America, you, it's normal to see two girls, you know, holding hands, dancing together, you know, whatever, normal. 
two guys holding together, you know, still very, it's a very macho mentality, you know, environment. It's and still the whole, macho there? It's still very macho. What, what, about like Rica, toler- what about tolerance for like the LGBT community? Is that tolerated or? Costa Rica, I think. And no, 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 I mean India. Oh, India, no, you know, forget about it. No, 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 no. So that's that's like basically this, verboten. If you see but that. But guys can hold hands though? If you see that, they're for sure, they have to be straight guys. In fact, the guy that I was with is married with, you know, kids and everything. So, and, uh, and I was so pr- weird. Yeah. So I was blown interesting. away. I was blown away because I'm like, you know, for me, it's like, again, a very macho mentality also from Latin America. I'm like, guys don't touch, you know, don't, we don't, you know, do this kind of embraced <laughs> each other. Uh, but they were, yeah, holding hands, you know, you know, walking around, you know, as friends and on the street, on the beach or whatever. Not a problem. Well, one thing about Estonia that's always kind of, you know, it's just ironic, like the sauna culture. Like, uh, there is a lot of homophobia in this country. Uh, you know, it's making progress. Uh, the LGBT community is becoming more and more uh, freer in society, and that's I, I'm a strong supporter of it. I think that's a good thing. But there's so many. There's still a lot of homophobia in this country. But what do they do on a Saturday night? What do they say? Like, hey, let's get naked and go sweat together in a small <laughs> candlelit romantic wooden no, room. No, thank you. I mean, that's that's just kind of weird. <laughs> like, oh, you can't be gay, but we can be naked together and sweat together. And oh, and then bend over. I'm gonna hit you on the back with a branch. <laughs> no, <laughs> and then you thank do it to you. me. And then you do it to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, well, that's called a, what is it? A vislamina. Yeah, I mean that's one of the <clears> things. I, when I moved to this country, I was pretty shocked because I'm not a beer drinker. Even okay, right now I'm doing it, but I'm not really a big fan. Um, I'm not a heavy drinker as well, and I hate sweat or sweating. You know, I come from a freaking country where average temperature is 32 degrees, so I don't <sighs> want to be hot. You know, and these people just get together, get butt naked. You see each other's buttholes, basically. To sweat and to drink beer. For me, this is not normal, guys. I'm sorry. Pilo and Bob on this. I've even I've even been at like sauna parties or parties where there is sauna going on, and and I've seen like guys asking each other to, uh, can you like take the sponge and wash my scrub back? Scrub my back. Yeah. Scrub my back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's a very rare thing, but I have seen that. And just, but then you, you go outside and you're like, oh, I have a friend who's gay, and then they're both like, oh, gay. No, no, no. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> do you do you just forget what he just did? I mean, it, how it's just, gay? Oh, it's just it's so it. ironic that you know people can be so short sighted. Why do you think that is though? Ignorance, lack of experience. They, they just haven't. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Lack of what experience? Oh yeah, yeah, I see where you're going there. Like, no, <laughs> no, they just, no, no, they I'm just haven't known many people. Like I've known, I've known gay people my whole life. But you know, uh, people. Uh, to be so honest, fucking I, what? I, I, you know, talking about sexuality, I think it's nobody's business. W- you know, which way do you go to? I mean, yeah. for me, it's so retarded to even talk about it. If I enjoy you know? getting a coffee or a beer with you because you have good conversation, then I like you. Yeah, and what actually, you do. I, I, and I think, and now since this, uh, this show is in English, and I think I'm pretty safe by what I'm going to say, I I am not a hundred percent sure. It's like we know, but we don't know. I have an uncle who is 50 years old now, dressed very well, and extremely, you know, nice person and everything. We love him very much, and we always thought, or we always suspected that he was gay or that he is gay. Is his name Uncle Hano? No, <laughs> that's not the other one. The Uncle Hanos are always closeted gays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, to be honest with you, I have actually tried to trick him a little bit. He's so good at it. And, you know, he's very manly, you know, he's a man's man, you know. But uh, we always kind of suspect it. The funny thing is, in Costa Rica, when Latin America in general, you cannot just say, hey, by the way, do you like dudes? Because that's, like, frowned upon completely, you know. And the, only, the funny thing is, I kind of feel sad that he cannot be himself, regardless of, you know, whether he's my family member or not. Who gives a fuck if he's, you know, a gay person or not? And I think the traveling around the world, 
living in different countries have opened my mind to the point that, you know, I'm happy to tell you I accept everyone for who they are, you know. But I think that's one of the things that we have uh, um, luck in the world. You know, unfortunately, not everybody has the same ability to move around the world and see other things and cultures and et cetera. But I think that's what we need to have more accept- acceptance, you know, and less ignorance in, in the world. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I, to be honest, like, I, I think we need to start finishing up to, for today. I'll just say one more comment. Like, I, I actually really I don't like the word tolerant. Like, okay, it's it's uh, no, it's a catchphrase to say yeah. like I'm I'm tolerant of of um, of whatever group of people. Like that's that's one of the worst things you can say if you think about it semantically. Right. I understand what they mean by it. I'm mm-hmm. just talking semantics. To tolerate means to agree that this thing can exist. Mm-hmm. Basically, to give something permission to exist. So if you say that I'm tolerant of this community, you're basically saying I give these people to exist. They have my personal blessing. Right, right. As if I have some power over them. So the worst thing you can't say is like I'm tolerant of the community. Just like, just say like I'm not a but dickhead. Did I, I say that? No, 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 no. Oh, no not you. <laughs> I'm just saying like everybody says this about like, I'm tolerant of this race or this uh, group of society, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to specify anything. They people say this all the time. Uh, even in Estonian, they say tolerantsus, and the word means the same thing in Estonian. That tolerance means tolerantsus. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you word. think about it, it's, it's, it's the dumbest thing you could say. But you know, uh, to say like I'm not an asshole, I'm not a dickhead. But you know, I'm th- not going to treat people like they're lesser than we, me. We, you know, we sometimes <clears throat> act like everything that happens around us is new. There always have been gay people. There always have been black people, white people, Chinese, whatever. Yeah. Like, wh- why does that surprise us nowadays? I mean, we all, there always have been immigration. Come on, the society or the basically humanity didn't start in, throughout the world. It started in one place, and we migrated. So, what is the situation we're trying to, you know? label and classify people by their sexuality or their color, skin color or, you know, color of their eyes or whatever. Well, one, one thing I've noticed, and this, this is a really interesting talking point, but we really should finish up. Uh, if you look at a map of Europe. It's time to finish already. Yeah. If you look at a map of Europe, like um, uh, which countries. Beer. Finish it. Drink it like a Wisconsin boy. <laughs> <laughs> you look at a blop, map of blop, Europe. Blop, blop. The countries that used to be uh, Western Bloc and Eastern Bloc. So like Warsaw Pact countries and, you know, Eastern Europe and Western Europe. And basically look at gay tolerance, like LGBTQ tolerance, acceptance in society, gay gay marriage, basically, uh, same-sex marriage, anything like that. They basically line up perfectly. They're the same. And so, so like, basically Poland, you know, they're they're moving backwards in terms of, you know, social development uh, in in a lot of ways. Uh, All these countries east of a certain point, they are anti this group of people, whereas people in the West are much more tolerant. I hate to use that word again. We need uh, to come up with a better acceptance, word. Acceptance, I guess. It, acceptance, that also says that yeah. it kind of means like I have some control over, I think I have some control over whether you can exist or not. Anyways, um, the, the, all I'm trying to say is that the ideology is very, very clearly marked on a map, and it aligns perfectly with former communism, mm. co- former communist states, or states that used to be communist. Wait, so like let, the former Soviet Republic of Estonia. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say let, that either. Let me try to understand that. So what you're saying is if you were a communist and have that mentality, you are less Tolerant, for lack of a better word, or, or uh, it, during or, communism, uh, it was illegal to be gay. Mm. That's pure and simple. It was illegal. Yeah, you, many you countries get set still is, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking only about uh, Europe uh, and these these countries. You know, the ones that are tolerant of gay people. Well, you know, the ones that aren't tolerant, uh, they are also former Soviet or former communist countries. Mm-hmm. And so, is it possible? That your entire political idea, idea, uh, ideals are based on a completely defunct social uh, norm that hasn't existed for 30 years now. It might be possible. 
It might be possible. <laughs> Listen, I think we went a little too serious on this. Oh, episode. no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. We had some good laughs. We had some good laughs. But what do you think if we do uh, just something to just uh, kind of end up the show in a little bit happier note since we have talked about <laughs> Sure, sure. <laughs> since we have talked about sex and everything like that on a, on a very polite, you know, father kind of jokes kind of thing. What do you think if we talked about something like... Uh, Holocaust? <laughs> no. Uh, something that you can say... Uh, during sex that you can also say at the dinner table, for example. Something that you can say during sex and at the dinner table. Right. At the same time? Right. Like, you can know. I mean, you can say in any occasion. For example, I, again, I gave you an example. For example, if I said, uh, um, next time, let's invite the neighbors. Oh, the swingers party. Yeah. Yeah, but you can say also at the dinner table. I think it also depends on the, uh, the, the family dynamics, too. Like, you can say, Grandma, take your ass out of the mashed potatoes. <laughs> 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 oh, how about, uh, mm, it's a bit dry. It's a bit dry. Yeah. <laughs> the joke or the, ah, oh, ah, oh, okay. You got it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right up there with that old joke. Uh, everybody's heard it. It's a hack joke. Uh, my girlfriend started smoking, so I slowed down and added more lube. You know, that, <laughs> that kind of joke, you know. I, I, don't, I don't know where I heard that joke the first time, but every, almost everybody's heard it. It's great. Uh, another thing you can say also, like, uh, did you enjoy that, Grandma? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> The mashed potatoes, you mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that tastes better with whipped cream. Mm-hmm. You can say that too, right? That tastes better with whipped cream. Yes. Like the... Oh, whip. That's what it's too easy from Family Guy. Whip cream. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, is it before or after you've like, started uh, a don't lot? know, no. <laughs> Stop playing with that and eat it already. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, it's been a great episode. Next week we have a guest. We're not going to say who it is, but she is a... It's empty. Uh, already? She is Damn a singer. Oh, I told you, I'm from Wisconsin. She's a singer, and she's a good singer, and I'm hoping that she will agree to sing with us. It should be a lot of fun. Dude, I'm not a singer. What What are you saying? I know. It's oh, going to be great. Shit. You're going to have to sing, buddy. <laughs> you guys are going to have to check it out. Hey, listen, don't forget to follow us on social media. Look up for us at the... What is it? It's the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. The Estonian experience with 2NJ. Steward. With Steward and Jay. Steward and Yasun. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you later. I'll see you. Adios. <laughs>